hi and welcome back to bird is the word podcast i am back yet again with another story thank you so much for being here and thank you so much for being patient with me i know that y'all have been waiting for another story and we are going to jump right in and continue with the king david series i know we said that we were going to do it for the month of november and um you know we are just gonna continue with the king david series um Now that the holiday, you know, the Thanksgiving holiday has passed, I'm kind of back in my normal swing of things. Um, So I should be back to my normal consistency. I do apologize for that. But fear not, because I am here with another story. We are going to continue. Um, Again, thank you so much for being here. And if you're new, welcome to the King David series. Um, Make sure that you go listen to part one uh, before you listen to this one. Um, This is the King David series part two. And as always, please do not forget to like and follow me on Instagram at Facebook at Bird is the Word podcast. And then um, please do not forget to send in your emails to www.birdisthewordpodcast.com. Um, you can either you can also message me those emails on Facebook or Instagram. Um, really important to get those in so that you can stay up to date. If you are on my emailing list, you have been getting updates. Um, you know about when you can expect a new episode. So super important for us to all stay in contact and yeah, just go ahead and you can literally go to www.birdisawardpodcast.com and just put your email address in the contact form. Um, or you can, like I said, message me on Instagram and Facebook. And yeah, let's get into today's story. I am very excited to continue on our King David series. And once again, you do need to listen to these in consecutive order. I know it's been a little bit. We probably don't remember what went on. So I'm going to give you guys a little refresher. Um, We are talking about King David's kids. And I don't know if y'all remember, but they was wildin'. They was being bad. You know, know, there was Amnon and he slept with his sister and then Absalom got mad and got rid of him and you know all this drama happened and then there was some beef between David and his son Absalom and then David wanted to reconcile so we left off with um you know Absalom and David um reconciling after you know Absalom had been away for so long after what happened between him and his brother Amnon and we kind of get a little sense of Absalom's personality um, in the previous episode. He's a little sneaky. We learned that, you know, the way he kind of like weaseled his way into seeing the king, into seeing his father again, um, you know, with Joab and whatnot. So yeah, we kind of got a little tidbit of that. And, you know, it, we're literally just continuing in the next chapter. We are going to be in the book of 2 Samuel, uh, chapter 15 and 16 today. Okay, so like I said, Absalom and David, everything's all good in the hood. They made up, you know, um, David, uh, Absalom's back in Jerusalem. And, you know, everything's gravy, I suppose, right? Um, you know, Absalom kind of manipulated his way back in there and Grant and David did want to see his son again, and we kind of talked about that, how he was kind of longing for him. So, you know, here we are picking up from there. Um, and chapter 15 starts off with Absalom. Um, it says that Absalom gathers a chariot and horses and 50 men, and he would get up early every morning and he would stand by the city gate. And when I guess whenever anyone in the city had grievance to bring before the king, 
um, he would basically tell them that the king does not have anyone to listen to their issues, to their grievances. So again, I guess back in these times, these kings, like King David, also served as like judges. And, you know, they did a lot uh, for the people. They did a lot of like jurisdiction. They did a lot of like um, settling. They did a lot of like counseling, um, you know, advice, things like that. So it, that's what Absalom's kind of doing. He's kind of like made himself that front man, like, you know, like, oh, what do you need? I can get it to the king, you know. But he's telling people that um, the king doesn't have anyone to listen to him. And he says, you know, if I was a judge, I would make sure that justice is served. So he's kind of like gaslighting himself to the people. And I'm like, okay, I'm already like seeing the shadiness. Like we're like two minutes in and Absalom's already being shady. And I'm like, okay, he's going somewhere with this, right? We kind of already can see his agenda um, by him just like gaslighting himself, you know? Hate to use that word, but that's kind of what he's doing, right? So he's like, yeah, if I was judge, you know, I would make sure that justice is served. I would make sure that there was somebody here to listen to you and I would get everything handled. Like if it was me, you know, David's not doing it right, which is basically what he's saying, you know, in other words. Um, and so when the people would come to Absalom, he would like reach out his hand. The Bible says he would hold them and he'd kiss them. So he he was very empathetic towards the people. He was very loving, um, nurturing. He was, you know, doing things that like maybe the king wasn't doing. And he was going the extra mile to kind of like sell himself. We're seeing salesmanship in the Bible, period. <laughs> um, and so it's like the the Bible says that he stole the hearts of a lot of people because people are like, oh my God, this man cares about us. You know, like it, it was a dip, maybe it was a different experience as opposed to like how the kings typically were or how King David was. I don't know. We, we don't really see that yet in this chapter. Um, and then the Bible says that Four years later, Absalom tells King David, he's like, I have to go to the land of Hebron um, to fulfill a vow that I made to the Lord while I was away. Um, so he vowed that he would worship the Lord in Hebron um, if he was allowed back in Jerusalem with King David. So obviously Absalom goes and Absalom decides that he, when, you know, when he leaves, he's going to, he decides to send a false message into uh, Israel and Jerusalem before he leaves and he sends a false message that he has become the king of Hebron um, and you know we're kind of already seeing we already saw the gears shift in Absalom's personality like literally four minutes into this story right um, so he just like went over there and started like playing games he's like hey tell everybody I'm the king let, 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 let's let's see what happens it's like he's kind of like playing like he's playing the game he wants to see where it goes and I don't like it it's messy it's ugh, David's kids is wildin y'all like his kids are out of control I thought here I thought Absalom was gonna have like a complete turnaround baby no that is not what's going on so um he somehow managed to trick 200 men in Jerusalem into coming with him and following him into Hebron as like this false king I I, I don't know how we did it I mean I guess we kind of do know how he did it. He was like swaying these people by being this caring, you know, listener and this problem solver. Um, and so then the Bible says that Absalom then sends for David's advisor, Ahithophel. I hope I said that right. That's a hard name to say. Um, and and Dave, this is David's right-hand man, his first advisor, like his second, you know, his right-hand man. 
So have some sense for him. And it says that, you know, Ahithophel, David's advisor, went. And I'm just like, okay. And then the Bible starts saying that people be like, Absalom's supporters began to grow. And this is very shocking to me. I'm like, how was everybody just so easily swayed? You know, but then we go back to like, well, you know, he was treating people nice. He was doing all these extra things. And it's kind of like, that's human nature. You know, when somebody treats you good, you know, you want to follow him. I mean, I like to think about this as like, um, what was his name? Oh, what was his name? <laughs> Pardon me. Like um, Obama, you know, everybody loved him. Even people who were not even of the Democratic Party, he was loved, you know. Um, he was such like a monumental kind figure in our in you know the United States of America I may not be speaking for everybody when I say that but this kind of reminds me of him because while a lot of people didn't support the Democratic Party like I said he was just this bright face and this positive nature during his you know during his years as president and again I don't know that his decisions were the best or that people agree with him but he was a loved president I have to say he didn't get very much like negative scrutiny about his persona you know what I mean because like when you see a good person somebody empathetic and nurturing you know it's human nature to like go with that and to want to you know you gravitate towards that that's just that's just the way we are and so I'm picturing Absalom kind of like putting on this facade for everybody so he's got followers and so at this point, David, King David's like, what the heck is going on? I got to get out of here. Like, you know, nobody's listening to me. Everybody's, you know, going for Absalom as king. So the Bible says that David flees and his people follow. So he's got his set people, his loyal followers, you know, that know the T, that know what's going on, that are going to follow King David. Um, he then finds out, you know, as David's fleeing, he finds out about Ahithophel, his first advisor, being with Absalom. And the Bible says that at this moment, he literally pleads to God and he literally tells God, turn him into foolishness. <laughs> and I think, you know, these kind of things, like this kind of wording in the Bible is, um, it's harsh in Bible terms, if that makes sense. So this is kind of like his way of being like, maybe saying, get him, handle him, you know, like telling God to take care of him for him, right? Um, so, you know, you can see David's emotion, King David's anger kind of coming out, you know, like, oh my God, I really hope God punishes him. And that's kind of, we don't want to think like that. Um, again, Old Testament, different times. Um, and so then da King David approaches the summit, which is a place where he used to worship God. And he sees, um, I'm, I hope I'm saying this name right. He sees Hushai or Hushai. I don't know. Y'all correct me. Um, and he sees Hushai and he tells him, he's like, I need you to go to Absalom. And he's like, and I need you to tell Absalom that you used to be my servant, but now you want to be his servant. So I'm like, okay, David, you send it in somebody. I'm here for it. So King David's like, baby, I got, I got. I got trips up my sleeve. I'm about to send somebody in. It's all good. And I'm here for it. I was like, I read this part. I was like, okay, David, what what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What, what? I love it. So, you know, he's going to send Hushai. How do I pronounce that? Ugh, I didn't Google this name before. I've just been like pronouncing it. Hushai or Hushai. I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> I usually Google these names before and I didn't Google that one. But anyways, so he's going to send him in and he's going to like, Hushai is going to play the role. And it's like, you know, King David was a good king. So I'm not surprised that he did have followers. I'm more surprised that Absalom 
had followers, you know what I mean? But again, he was playing people. Um, and so then chapter 16, you know, we're going right into chapter 16 on David's journey, you know, fleeing. Uh, chapter 16 says that David goes to Behuriam and he runs into Shimei. And Shimei is a relative of Saul. Do you guys remember we talked about Saul? I don't know if you don't remember. If you haven't listened to that, you need to go listen to King Saul's story because then this part will make a lot more sense. Um, and so he runs into Shimei, a relative of Saul. So he like enters the house of Saul. I believe that's even what the Bible says. Yeah, it's. I, I thought it said the house of Saul or maybe the uh, Shaw Saul. Um, anyways, so... Shimei sees King David and he starts yelling curses at King David and throwing stones and I'm picturing him like cussing him out you know what I mean like yelling curses I don't know though I mean a bible times yelling curses maybe that wasn't curse words that could have been like actual evil demonic curses right it sounds awful and throwing stones at him and um, Shimei calls King David a wicked man, and he says that God is paying him back for all of the bloodshed through Saul. And I'm like, sir, that's not how it went down. Isn't that usually how it goes, though? You know what I mean? Like, there's two sides to every story. One of the sides is wrong. You know what I mean? Literally every single time. Um, and so that's what I'm thinking here. I'm like, that's not how it happened. You know what I mean? King David is not responsible for that. I'm sorry, but there was even, you know, King David helped Saul at some at some point, you know? And so that part is crazy to me. But they, you know, the family of Saul, they, you know, held a grudge against King David. It's not too crazy. I, I kind of get it. But like I said, there's two sides to every story. And chances are one of them stories is wrong, right? And so I think that the family of Saul... Um, they're holding a grudge that's not necessary against King David. Wrong person to hold a grudge against, right? Um, and so um, Abishai, who was one of David's men, he's there with them as he's getting cursed out by one of, you know, Shimei, one of Saul's relatives. And he gets upset and he starts defending King David. He's like, look, you're not going to talk to King David like this. And he tells King David, he's like, I'm going to cut this man's head off. And I'm like, oh, that's that's extreme. <laughs> He said, uh-oh, we get, we're not gonna, we're not fighting him. We're not throwing stones. We're cutting his head off, like straight to the point. I'm like, sir. So he's like, I, I, I want to cut his head off. He's disrespecting you. We're not having this. You're the king. And then David, King David tells him, no, let him be. He's like, God probably did tell him to curse me. Um, and this part made me kind of sad. And I'm going to read to you, um, 2 Samuel chapter 16 that we're in verses 11 through 12 because I want to read you uh, David's actual response. Um, so he says, And David said to Abishai and to all his officials, My own son is trying to kill me. So why should you be surprised at this Benjaminite? The Lord told him to curse. So leave him alone and let him do it. Perhaps the Lord will notice my misery and give me some blessings to take the place of this curse. And this right here gives us a really good understanding of where King David's head is at in all of this. Remember, King David was not a perfect man, much like the rest of us, right? And so we have a human being, a sinner, that's feeling like, I deserve this. 
you know, he's feeling down in the dumps. He's feeling like, you know, my kids is while in, my son has gone off the rails. It's like everything's falling apart and I feel like I deserve this. And how many of us can relate to that? Like when things are going wrong or something bad happens, do you guys play the blame game and blame yourself or do you blame other people? <laughs> Trick question, right? <laughs> I sometimes, if I know that I've done something foul or I've done something that the Lord would not approve of, Sometimes I find myself thinking the way King David is thinking right now, thinking like maybe this is God taking care of me for the way I've been, you know? And again, we don't want to be, to, to tell ourselves that. We don't want to preach that. We don't want to make that a way of thought. You know what I mean? We don't want, because that makes, that can also turn your thoughts about the Lord into something negative. And we don't want that because the Bible does not present the Lord in a negative light. You know what I mean? The human beings in the Bible present the Lord in a negative light in some cases. You know what I mean? And so that's what we do. And so I really, I was really drawn to this part because I can just feel the defeat in this verse. I can just feel King David's like, man, you know, like let this man curse me out. I deserve it. You know, I've done... I've done horrible things in my life and I've repented, but hey, I got what I'm got have I'm getting what I deserve. And it's an awful feeling, you know what I mean? That I've felt that way before. Like I've I've felt like not that God is punishing me, but that I deserve this. You know, Dave King David is saying God's punishing him, that God's doing this, and he's like, Maybe, you know, after all the suffering, God will will see my suffering and just let me, you know, let me free, you know, help me. And um, it's very sad. It is very sad to see King David in this light because um, because I can relate. And I feel like we all can in some way, shape, or form, you know, relate to this feeling of defeat. But we go back to um, Hushai, who's, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, um, the man that David is going to send in um, to tell Absalom that he used to be David's servant and that he wants to work for him now. We see this and this is, for me, this is like a positive thing that is going to take, that is going to possibly take King David in the right direction. You know, we had this man agree to do this. He's like, yeah, I'll do this, you know, and, and we see the light we see little light in these dark situations. You know, I'm pulling that, you know, situation with Hushai as a little light. And then I'm pulling, you know, Abishai defending King David as a light. I'm pulling, um, you know, the people that followed King David. He wasn't alone. There were people that followed him. That is a light. So there are little, you know, flashes of light in King David's darkness in this story. And, you know, it's something that we could definitely, you know, put some thought into when we're in darkness. Um, there are little flashes of lights when we're in the darkness and that's none other than our Lord. It's just really hard to point out. And I'm pretty sure at the time, considering the fact that King David's like, sir, I deserve this. I, I don't think that King David is seeing that just yet. You know what I mean? Um, but here reading this story and putting, you know, this is an awful situation and it's like one thing just keeps happening and one thing leads to another and it just seems like it's getting worse for King David right now. But um, we can't forget that he is a, a man of God and a man that does 
understand the meaning of repentance and has a good relationship with the Lord. Here he is like just surrendering. He's like, let this man stone me. You know what I mean? And again, I don't encourage the thought of the Lord punishing us or God doing, you know, taking vengeance on us and doing things that are meant to harm us. I don't condone that thought at all because again that's a human made thought in the you know in the bible any time that the lord is brought up in like a negative light that is done by a human being and that is presented in the bible from a human being just like we're seeing right now the the lord there is no negativity in the lord you know what i mean and i don't even know where i got those words they just came out y'all <laughs> amen that is just you know when when god talks to me during this podcast, I'm truly moved because I, I don't even know where that whole sentence came from. It just came. And I'm, I'm literally just sitting here kind of stunned because, um, you know, wow. Wow. <laughs> Definitely something for us to think about in David's story. As we continue on this series of King David, things are going to continue to shift. Things are going to continue to happen to him. And we are, I am trying, I am testing everybody. I am challenging everybody to find the little flashes of light in David's darkness. And and I found a few, you know, and um, I challenge everybody to do that when they're in, you know, when we're in our dark times. And man, that is easier said than done. Am I right? Because I could say it all I want right now to you guys because it's all rainbows and butterflies right now because I'm about to go to bed and take a shower and do a skincare. Everything's all good. But then when something's happening... Am I going to be able to find that? I don't know. I'm going to try. You know, I find myself more able to do this with other people. You know, like when, when my husband's going through dark times, I find it easier to find the light for him. So I need to do it for myself. You know, I need to really do it for myself and, and, and think about myself. And I think I've said this on the podcast before. Sometimes I'd be forgetting to pray for myself. You know, I'm just too busy praying for everybody else. I'm praying for my husband. I'm praying for my family and, you know, my friends. And it's just like, girl, you matter too, right? <laughs> so yeah, that is, um, I hope that you guys kind of took that, you know, took away what I'm trying to get at in this dark story. Um, because again, it just seems like, we got somewhere, you know, they made up, you know, Absalom and King David, they um, reconciled and now it's beef. But again, I'm not too surprised because Absalom's personality from the get-go was like shady and we ain't, we're not here for it. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, uh, and that is it for today. I, I really hope that you guys enjoyed today's story. I hope you enjoyed the message. Like I said, you know, the King David series, these messages are going to be a little bit different. It's not going to be as black and white. They're going to be a little more vague. Um, but we are reading from the Bible and anything from the Bible is from the Lord. And no matter what it is, it is the word of God. Can I get an amen? <laughs> so yes, thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed the story and thank you so much for your patience, y'all. I know I'll be taking forever. I'll be playing too much, but I'm here and I'm here to stay. Um, and I will see you guys in the next video. Ugh, next video. What video girl? You know, I really should, I really should film these. There's a way to do it. There's a way to do it so that y'all can listen and watch, but like Girl, I look like I don't look good right now. So I don't know. Maybe not. But <laughs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> I will see y'all in the next story. Bye.